there are countless basilicas and shrines and churches, yes, even towns and cities that are named after St. Joseph. He is the patron saint of Canada. He's the patron saint of the universal church. But who exactly is St. Joseph? He is that quiet figure named in the Christmas story as the husband of Mary and the stepfather of Jesus. And after these few chapters in Matthew, he is never heard of again. We have this pious conception of him as an older man, the safe protector of Mary, a carpenter by trade, a holy, humble man, patron saint also of manual laborers. But what do we really know about him? Not very much. In the gospel from Matthew that we read today, the Annunciation of Jesus His conception is given to Joseph rather than to Mary as it was given in the Gospel of Luke. Before they came together, Mary was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, an upright man, unwilling to shame her, had decided to divorce her quietly. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and told him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, as this child had been conceived, by the Holy Spirit. Very interesting. It's important to know that we don't read our scriptures just in isolation by themselves. Remember, in the Old Testament too, there was another Joseph. He too had a dream. He too went to Egypt. He too saved his family. There was also another king besides Herod. In that story, it was the Pharaoh the Egyptian pharaoh. But the Joseph that we reflect upon in the gospel today, even though we know so little about him, gives us so much to contemplate. We do know some things about the marriage customs of their time. It would have been the custom at that time for a young woman, the age of puberty, to be given to a man who would have been several years her senior. That's why Joseph is oftentimes portrayed as an older person. And this marriage would have been arranged by their parents. They would have been betrothed, technically married, yet not living together. During this time, the young woman still lived with her parents. During this time, the young man would be going about setting up their home and also as well as occupation so as he could support his wife once they began living together. It could be a year. It could even be as much as a couple of years. And this is where Mary and Joseph were in their relationship. They were legally married, but not yet living together when Mary became pregnant. Joseph, knowing the child was not his, faced a huge dilemma. If he was not the father, who was? And in order to save his own reputation, he could have demanded a public inquiry. Mary would have been accused of adultery. She could have been stoned to death. So he decided to divorce her quietly. There's a very beautiful 
rich verse in the scripture today that tells us so much about Joseph, that he was a just man or a righteous man, person of impeccable faith, character, integrity, speaks of his love for God, of his love for his fellow human beings. So rather than just so quickly unleash, you know, all these emotions that he had to have been filled with, just imagine what it would have been like once he discovered that Mary was, was pregnant, the confusion, the doubt that he was filled with maybe betrayal in this relationship, the anger, and just as I said, just unleashing all of this. He tries to discern God's will in this unthinkable situation. So he spoke with God, I'm sure, in prayer. You can almost hear him in the, in the Jewish people. How did they pray? They prayed the Psalms. That was, the, that was their prayer, the Psalms. You can almost hear him praying Psalm 116. Keep me safe, O God. In you I take refuge. I bless the Lord even at night and exhort you. You will show me the path of life. He prays and decides to divorce her quietly. This would have been the merciful thing to do. Mercy. Isn't that what God is all about? Is mercy? Isn't that what Jesus came upon this earth to unleash and show was mercy? St. Joseph is already exemplifying the mercy of God in this story, to divorce her quietly. So he prays again, I bless the Lord who counsels me even at night. And then the angel comes to him in a dream. That's where the solution of his dilemma comes. And haven't we all had dreams? Some of our dreams are very vivid. Some of our dreams we remember even years later. Are they real? Some of them are so real we, we really believe them. Can you trust them? The angel commanded Joseph, do not be afraid. Was this dream coming from God? Joseph had to have wonder. But we know how much he loved Mary. And as I said, how distraught he had to have been. But this dream had to have been so powerful that it allowed him to move forward, so to speak, in his life. That he didn't worry anymore about what his family said, or what the community said. And he listened to the angel in his dream. I love these gospel stories, just as we are about to celebrate the nativity of Jesus. Today, Joseph faces a huge decision because the stakes are immensely high in his life. And God took a huge gamble, huge gamble on him. And when we are reading the Gospel of St. Luke, 
It's no different. God gambled greatly in how all this came about with Mary as well. And the truth of the matter is, God takes huge gambles with all of us as well in the 21st century, 2019. Because our world is filled with great confusion and doubt. And we have to put the same kind of trust in God as we move forward with our lives as well. If Joseph were to visit us today, he might counsel us to worry less and to pray more. He might even give us this prayer from Thomas Merton, that 20th century contemplative, contemplative for all doubters. My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going, but I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. I will never fear, for you are ever with me. Indeed, that is what the name Emmanuel means. God is with us.